So good morning to those who are joining us online on this video and uh, happy Merry Christmas and happy Boxing Day to you. And uh, we're here with a room packed full of people, not really, but a few people here having uh, muffins and coffee this morning on Boxing Day Sunday morning. And uh, uh, just a, a few things I want to mention uh, before we get into our message for today. So uh, just some quick announcements. Uh, our office will be closed from today until New Year's, after New Year's. So uh, uh, just FYI, if you need to get a hold of us um, in our EB update that went out there, uh, Pastor Graham and I are trading off who's on call. So if you need to get a hold of us, uh, just check that out and give us a call and we will... We will serve you any way that we can. Um, also, there are uh, up probably up in the lobby, there is our sign-up sheets for our Emotionally Healthy Spirituality book. So if you're here today, um, then you can sign up to purchase one of those. We're going to be doing a series on this book on Sundays and in our Connect groups starting January 16th. We've already got a lot of people interested in signing up to uh, purchase the book or the workbook. You can buy both or one or the other. And uh, sign up sheet is upstairs. The book is $20 and the workbook is $15. Uh, an investment well worth your, your money for sure. Um, if you're watching this online, you can email in to the office and we'll make sure that we reserve a copy for you. Also, Next Sunday, we have, next Sunday morning, a baptism. Uh, yeah, super exciting. Uh, Daniela Kalenda has requested to be able to be baptized while her father is in the country for a short time. And so we're doing that next Sunday morning and uh, excited for that. And lastly, if you are newish to our church um, and you have not yet been through our Next Steps class, that is coming up uh, also starting January 16th after the service, and we'd like for you to let us know that you want to be a part of that. All right, so this past year as a church, I'm having to look around this to, at some of you guys, so I'm not... Uh, Ignoring you, but um, this past year, some of our church, many of our church, participated with us in a journey through the scriptures, reading the entire Bible through in a year. And uh, we were all following a, a, a reading plan. Um, and, uh, and you may have done, you may have gone along with us on that and read through the Bible. You may have done part of it. You might have, maybe you only read through, you know, one of the columns and only did the New Testament, or maybe you, you know, did it for three months and it, and didn't complete it. But you know what? There, there are, are no losers. If you've engaged with the scriptures this year, you did not lose, right? Um, and so I want to encourage you uh, in this coming year. I know that personally, uh, this coming year, I want to go a little deeper in the scriptures, rather than try to cover all of it in one year, I want to I want to kind of go deeper in smaller chunks of scripture. So I want to do something a little di differently, personally this year. Um, but I want to encourage and challenge each of us that we make a plan in this coming year before before 
New Year's Day, which is Saturday, um, that you make a plan. How are you going to engage with the scriptures this year? Um, you might want to you might want to read the Bible through in a year. There are plans that can help you read the Bible through in two years or three years. Uh, you might want to just read the New Testament through or you might want to um, kind of systematically go through it in a different way. But, uh, you know, it's it's said that if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And so if uh, if we don't have an intentional plan, how am I going to engage with the word of God this year? Then chances are we're not going to grow in doing so. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Um, a couple couple tools that I would recommend, uh, they're free, are the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't already have that, you need to get it. It's, uh, it's absolutely free and an absolutely amazing tool for engaging with Scripture. YouVersion Bible app, just search Bible in your, uh, if you're in uh, the Apple App Store or the, whatever the other one's called, the Play Store, Google Play Store. Um, just search Bible and it'll be one of the top two uh, things that come up. Download the Bible app because you can read it in all kinds of translations, English translations, and there's all kinds of um, Bible reading plans and devotionals and some great stuff there. The other thing I want to recommend, the Bible Project. So if you've been getting our EB updates, hi, Pam and Sophie. Hi, Pam. <laughs> if you've been getting <laughs> if you've been getting our EB updates, uh, we've been sending links to videos that are overviews of, of books of the Bible that we're reading through uh, as we've been going through it. And uh, those videos are all from the team over at the Bible Project. They are fantastic, really great tool. But the Bible Project just came out with a free app. And it's another great way to engage with the scripture. You can read the Bible in there. You can watch videos about what you're reading and do deep dives on learning. So I just really want to encourage you, engage with the scripture this year. All right, let's dig in in 2022. Everybody good? Yes. It's too quiet in here. You got to talk back to me. All right, good, good. Uh, well, that's better than nothing, you know, but uh, Boxing Day, Boxing Day, what is Boxing Day? When, uh, when family is gathered together, and everyone's kind of getting on each other's nerves a little bit, you might be hoping that there's one day a year when, when fistfights are permitted on Boxing Day, right? <laughs> That's the one day you can box and get away with it. Um, that's not, you know, Boxing Day has nothing to do with the sport of boxing. It's not a day to deal with all the cardboard from the gifts that you unwrapped yesterday. All the boxes. It's not, it's not a day to box up everything you got that you didn't like and take it back to the store. Right? Um, so if Boxing Day is none of those things, what is Boxing Day? Well, Boxing Day is also known as the Feast of St. Stephen. Feast of St. Stephen. Remember Stephen in the book of Acts? Acts, we see his story in Acts chapter 6 and Acts chapter 8. 
Stephen was the, he was the first martyr of the church, if you remember, right? He was stoned to death by some Jewish religious leaders, one of them being Saul of Tarsus, who eventually became the Apostle Paul. And he was there supervising as Stephen, they threw rocks at Stephen and killed him. He was the first martyr of the church. And Stephen, along with six other men, was chosen uh, in Acts chapter 6 to help the 12 apostles in leading the church and particularly in taking care of the, of the poor, um, looking after uh, distributing uh, food and, and supplies to the poor. And uh, so, so December 26th is considered the, uh, the, the feast day of St. Stephen. And St. Stephen is considered by, uh, by some churches to be kind of the, um, the patron saint of the poor. And so over the centuries, what, would hap what came to happen is that uh, after the big feast of Christmas, people would box up the leftovers from their feast and, and go out in the streets and hand them out to the poor. It's pretty cool, right? And, and this, is, this was the theme of one of my favorite uh, Christmas carols, actually. Uh, Good King Wenceslas. How many, how many know that carol? I do. I do not. Three people? Cool. Good King Wenceslas. So, um, Wenceslas was actually not a king. He was the Duke of Bohemia from 921 to 935 AD. And uh, what's that? I said, is this that the Queen song? It's a Queen song? No. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody? No. No. But uh, interesting connection, though. Um, so, so around 921 to 935. And stories were told of him as a leader in his duchy of Bohemia of being a very generous leader uh, that, would, that was especially generous to the poor. And uh, the song, the, the Good King Wenceslas, talks about him looking out of his window on the feast of St. Stephen and seeing a poor citizen uh, struggling to gather bits of wood for a fire. And he tells his servant, servant to pack up some food and they go out into a winter storm to bring food to this peasant and his family. So it's a, it's a really nice carol, and I, it's one of my favorites. Can not going to sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it. Um, but, yeah, I thought I'd share the origin of Boxing Day. Just be, I mean, first of all, because it is Boxing Day. But secondly, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to uh, a little more of that later in a few moments. So let's dive into the scriptures. Um, we're talking today about living incarnationally. What does that mean? Living incarnationally. So John chapter 1. And uh, in John chapter 1 in my Bible, I still, many years later, have little bits of wax on my Bible pages. Because one Christmas Eve, you can see the, can you see it from there? Um, 
One Christmas Eve, at the end of the Christmas Eve service, Cameron, who was littler then, <laughs> I had my Bible on a table exactly like this in a previous church, and there was a candle here. And Cameron came and blew out the candle, and the wax went all over my Bible. He was, uh, had lots of, lots of wind. So, anyways, uh, John chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. That would be the Jewish people. Uh, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't that amazing? Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh. Everybody say Word. 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 The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this, this happening that John describes in John chapter 1, we call this the incarnation. The logos is the Greek word for word. The word became flesh. The logos became flesh. And maybe, maybe like me, when you've heard that over the years, the word became flesh, you were like, what, is, what does that mean? Like, How can a word become flesh, right? What does that actually mean? Well, the word logos in the Greek means word, but at the time that John wrote this, it was a word that had already been used for centuries by Greek philosophers to mean something very specific. It meant um, the logos was divine reason, or a divine mind, or a divine unifying principle through which everything exists and by which everything is ordered. Isn't that interesting? Right? The Logos. So John is saying this divine creative principle that created and ordered the universe called Logos became flesh. And dwelt among us. Wow. Last week we said that God's motivation in doing that. In the word becoming flesh. In God. This divine principle becoming flesh. Um, the, the motivation for that was love. Not pity. But love. You see pity. Pity will reach down. And help. Pity will reach down and help, but keeps its superiority firmly intact. Ah, oh, poor you. Aren't I so great to help you? Right? That's what pity does. Or here in Bathurst, you might say, piche. Right? Piche. Aren't I so, so wonderful and, and splendorous to, to reach down and help you? But love and incarnation, on the other hand, 
steps into, steps down in, out of its lofty position and enters the poverty and brokenness of the other person to lift them up. It's very different. And so in Philippians 2, it says that we should have the same attitude as, as that of Christ in leaving his position in order to enter our broken world. It says, in your relationships, Philippians 2 verse, verse 5, in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped onto. Rather, he emptied himself. He emptied himself by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus came on a mission. And to do so, it meant him humbling himself and entering our world. Sometimes throughout history, well-meaning Christians have gone on a mission to other cultures and other places. And instead of bringing hope and help like they intended to, they've ended up colonizing and trampling the people they intended to help. The uh, residential schools, right? And so many things that we could talk about just in Canadian history, let alone other places around the world. Why? This is because instead of acting out of love and incarnation, they acted out of pity and superiority. But the incarnation of Christ, who washes his disciples' feet and then says, do as you have seen me do, that the incarnation says that we must do mission differently than that. Like Wenceslas, who according to the song, left his warm, safe palace at great personal risk during a winter storm to bring food and provision to a man in need and his family. Like our Savior who left heaven and emptied himself of glory and position to become a servant of servants, we must be willing to move beyond pity to actually loving others with humility. Jesus hasn't called us to treat people like projects that we're trying to fix, but to actually enter into their world and love them where they are. That's what he did for us. What does living incarnationally mean for us this year? What does it mean for us? We need to grow. It means that we need to grow in empathy. Empathy. See, sympathy is having pity on someone because you feel bad for them. But empathy is actually caring enough to try and put yourself in their shoes and understand what life is like from their perspective. And if we can learn to do this, we'll be a whole lot less judgmental and a whole lot more kind and giving. Empathy is actually caring enough to enter into someone's world and love them where they are. Jesus 
Jesus quoted an Old Testament verse one day to a group of Pharisees when they were mocking him for the, the low-life company he was keeping. Um, and I say that very much, if you're listening to the podcast, say, saying that very much with air quotes. Um, and, and so Jesus turns to the Pharisees and he says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. In other words, living incarnationally is living in mercy rather than religious ladder climbing. It's having friends in low places, yeah. not projects, actual friends. I love that, that I believe as Evangel, we have over the last couple years grown in being missional, recognizing that the church doesn't exist for us, but it exists for the people that we're called to love. Um, but in order for us to move to the next level, it means that as individuals, we will all want to move towards living incarnationally in the year ahead. Living in such a way as to truly care for those that God brings in our path by loving them with dignity and understanding yeah. and truly serving as Christ served. So let's, uh, I want to pray for us that as a church we would grow in this. I believe it's vital to not just have living successfully in, in our mission, but just following Jesus. I think it's vital for us to learn to live incarnationally, mm -hmm. to live with empathy and, uh, and true love towards others. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you for Christ, who is the word made flesh. God who stepped out of glory and eternity and, um, and, and out of that place in which he deserved to be worshipped and stepped into our brokenness and dirtiness and messiness because of love. Thank you that love and incarnation steps into our world. And God, I pray that we would learn what that means as individuals and as a church, that we would, that we would never have the thoughts of ourselves being superior over anyone else. And when we do, that we would recognize it and repent. Because God, you've called us to serve in humility, in real kindness, in real love. And I pray that you would grow each one of us in that in this year. I pray that you'd grow us in our, um, in our engagement with your word, with the scriptures as we talked about. And I pray that each of us would live this year intentionally. We'd be able to look back at this on this day in 2022 and recognize a path of growth in our lives and know that we are stronger and more full of your spirit because of it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, thank you for those who have joined us online. And uh, those of us here, uh, you're welcome to have some more coffee. There's more muffins. You, you need to eat at least three before you leave the room. So uh, I know they're big, but you can do it. Um, God bless you and uh, have a great rest of your week.